Lili Nishmas Imi, Ruspas Mordechai. Today's shir is being sponsored. Very special, special sponsors today by Mordechai Sapaznik. Lili Nishmas, my great grandmother, Miss Rivka Sapaznik. Rivka Shendel Bas Rabbi Yisrael Aryeh Shalom. May she be Melitz Yoshev for her home and all of Klai Yisrael. And specifically, may she be, I added that in, may she be Melitz Yoshev for my sister who carries her name, Rivka Shendel Bas Brocha Abigail, that she should find her Shidduch. Huh? YouTube is very bad. What do we do? Wait. It's on that good device now. May she be made with my sister who carries her name, Rivka Shendelbaz, Brocha Vigail, that she should find her Shidduch Bekoroiv Mamish Omein. Speak to Noam Fix. Also, sponsored by Stephen Sakala. For a forced labor for my friend, Rav Ruven Shmuel Ben Chano, someone who always makes other people happy with his smile. He should always also have Rufur Shlema. Rufur Shlema. For Michal Bas Miriam. And listen to this one right over there. Today's shir should be for this chus of Donald John Ben Fred, aka Donald Trump, to be reelected as President of the United States on November 3rd in Mir Sashem. Rabboisai, if you are a Biden kind of guy, sponsorships are available as well. We take all sponsorships. <laughs> um, Gary, just because YouTube is not good doesn't mean that Zoom shouldn't be good. I know that you're trying hard and you don't want to mute yourself, but Lamai Cigarette, there's people on Zoom that it bothers them. Another addicted member of the Sheer, David Z, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Yishkoyach David, uh, Donald John should have a tzlacha. Um, real quick email, this is literally quick because I want to get back to it in the middle of the Sheer. This is from Shloimi, Shloima Miller. Hi, your introduction to the Yoimi, it's all about the Yoimi, has kept me going. Thanks. I want to circle around to him in the middle of the shir because he continued, he continued saying something. Eruv zekiruv levavais. Kemoish omru chazal, it's in Hebrew. To make an Eruv is to bring the hearts together. Kemoish omru chazal, gdoyle legimim shkaritz levavais. Now I got this um, text message from Lewis Kolum who says there are no coincidences. And, and this Shleiman Miller's email is also no coincidence because it corresponds to today's daf. What is he referring to? I was driving back from Vesikin, and as I'm passing Tui and McCormick, I noticed the two poles for the first time. Now you have to understand, Lewis Colum lives, he's brought up three blocks away from these poles. He probably passed by these poles thousands of times in his life. It's the first time that he ever noticed these poles. And he was listening to the shear as he was passing. And as he was passing, you were talking about them. It's a coincidence. Very good. Maybe, Lewis, if you have time, I forgot. I want to take a picture of them. It's cool. What they are, I didn't explain it. It's, there's a bridge that goes over a river, the Chicago River. So they put the two poles. I guess that's the end of the Eruv. All right. We are holding in a brand new... Masechta, Masechta's Erev and Daf Pei Omid Beis by the Mishnah. If you just joined us today, it's a wonderful time to start because it's a brand new sugya, brand new everything. Bakol Ma'arvin U'mishtatvin. 
You can make an Erev out of any food product. Don't worry, the Gemara is asking your question, because if you were with us earlier, you know that that's the first Mishnah of the third Perek. We went through the sugi already. What's the problem with Mayim and Melach? Mayim and Melach, they don't really nourish a body. We had that. I mean, you cannot live without water, but it doesn't nourish the body. It sustains, but doesn't nourish. Divrei, you can drink water from today to tomorrow. You're not going to feel satiated. Divrei, Rebbe Rabbi Yezir. Now, Rabbi Shua is talking about Eruv and he says, Kikar hu Eruv. The only thing that could make an Eruv is bread. Says the Mishnah, and he says, Even if this bread is ginormous, 144 eggs, which, I don't know, I did a quick calculation, is about 18 pounds, 18 pound bread. If it's a giant bread, and somebody removed a piece of it, it's missing a slight piece, I'm not saying that this picture is accurate, because he's about to, but you understand what's going on. He's about to take a piece off. And if you have a tiny, tiny little bread, Kiko Kisar, the size of a coin. Vushalim, similar to like Lechem Mishnah, but not the, it's a different idea over here, completely different idea. Vushalim, Marvin Boy. Rashi just points out that if there are more people than this Sela, than this coin, this Isar, so you would have to add a much, as much Chala, a Gregarious per person. Okay, so the point is that you can have tiny, small chalas, let's say you have five people, five gregories of chala, as long as they're whole, which is better than a tremendous 10-pound chasm chala that's missing the corner. All right, everybody could give their own musr shmuz. By the way, I wanted to show you real quickly, because I am leaving Bezer Hashem tomorrow. And I do have to prepare, I have to give shear earlier than usual, probably 10 hours earlier than today, so like t- 2 o'clock Chicago time, and then I'm going to go. I just want to show you this giant thing. What is this? These are all the sheets that I made, just being here in Chicago in a month. That's Mesechus Erevin for you. It's tremendous. And I'm bringing it back there to stroll. Just this alone is a suitcase. Okay. Ask the Gemara, Tanina Chadazimna, top of Pei Aleph. Pei Aleph represents 80 days into Shas. No, you know, like there were people that started with us that were complete Amaritzim when it comes to Gemara. And they, they asked us, how come Brachas doesn't have Daf Aleph? They didn't know. Shas, all Musaf to start with Daf Beis. So Mela Daf Pei Aleph, 81, is actually 80. So we're 80 Daf into Erevin, which is a tremendous, tremendous achievement. We finished Shabbos, we're about to finish Erevin, and they were smooth sailing through Shas. Tanina Chodah Zimna, we already learned the Mishnah that tells us, Bekol Ma'arvin, Bekol Ma'arvin, Mishtazim, Chutzman HaMelech, Vamayim HaMelech. Besides water and salt, Omer Rabo, Lab, Hu Kemid Rabbi Yeshua. Now, in that Mishnah, there's no Machlaikis at all. In this Mishnah, there's a Machlaikis. Obviously, Rabbi Yeshua is coming to say something different. And that is, that Rabbi Yeshua agrees that when it comes to Eruv Tehumim, which we're discussing over there, then you could use uh, broken, you could use any type of food. 
And the reason is because, as we're going to see, why can't you use a broken bread? Why does it have to be whole? Mishum Eva. We don't want fighting going on. If I bring a nice bread and you bring a lousy pita, I'm going to be upset at you. It's going to cause contention. Mimela, if I bring wine and you bring beer, it's going to create fights. Why do I always have to bring the better thing? Why are you da da da? It starts a fight, it starts a machloikis. The whole point of Eruv, Shalom, it's the exact opposite. So, Mimela, that's the reason why by Eruv, Tchumim, I can bring whatever I want because there's no, content, there's no fighting. It's me, myself, and my Eruv. Could I walk 2,000 Amas? But when it comes to Eruv, Chatzeroiz, our mission over here, we have neighbors. Now we have to be careful. It's only one type of food, and it's a whole food. You don't bring a sliced bread. Everybody brings a whole bread, and then there's no machlekes. And that's what the mission is coming to tell us, that over there we're talking about chumim. We didn't know that. There's no machle- Why is there machlekes over here? Because over here we're talking about Eruv V'chat Seiris. You could only use bread and nothing else. Kamash Malon, Bakal. You could use anything, you could use fruit, you could use wine. You could make an Eruv with anything, any Eruv Chatzeros with any type of food. And you could use any type of food for a Mavoy. Okay, we're going to have to explain this, as the Gemara is going to explain in a second. doesn't mean any type of food, it means any type of bread. Okay. Okay. Who's this man that says you can only use bread? Rabbi Yeshua. You wanted to touch up the word bakal. You want to explain the word bakal. Everything means all types of food. And that argues on Rabbi Yeshua who says only bread. But Rabbi Yeshua himself uses the word bakal. Any type of food. So bakal cannot mean any type of food. So what does the word bakal mean? Any type of bread. All types of bread. Pizza also. Any, anything that's bread, dough, you could use. The second part of bakal. Bakal, You're right. Bakal comes to say all types of bread. Meaning even sliced bread. Even a slice of pizza. Rabbi Shua says, no, it has to be a whole challah, a whole bread. And now the Gemara goes to explain. There shouldn't be fighting. Now, the way I understood it is, if you bring a whole bread and I bring a sliced piece of bread, I don't know that we're going to fight about that, but that's how fights start. They always start with the small things. Why don't you close the door, they shut the light, da, 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 and all of a sudden it breaks in to the larger fight. That's what I thought. I don't know if I'm right. Maybe that itself is a fight. People are so, it's all about the small things that drives them crazy and they make big fights out of nothing. Fighting over tissue. Your logic goes away if every single one of us brings an area of a sliced bread. So there's no fight. I brought slice, you brought slice. Can we do sliced bread? What's the answer? The obvious answer in all of Shas. plug. No, if we're going to say that you can bring sliced bread, so tomorrow we're going to forget about it, and I'm going to bring sliced bread, and he's going to bring you a whole challah, and it's going to be a fight right away. Now, la halacha, 
interesting just to point out that if one individual makes an Eruv for everyone, he could bring sliced bread. Because he's doing, there's, no, there's nobody fighting. He's doing it for everybody. So it's, like, it's similar to Eruv Tchumen he, where he's by himself. And over there we don't say Lord Plug. Omar Abeychem and Shaul. Interesting chiddush. There's an exception to the rule. We just finished saying that you have to use a full challah, a whole loaf of bread. But there's, there's two exceptions to the rule. What if the person forgot to bring challah? To give challah, to be mafresh challah, his wife didn't take off that piece and throw it in the oven. So he can remove that challah, whatever it is, from the loaf of bread. And it doesn't passel the challah. You don't say, oh, it has to be a whole challah and it's missing. No, it's missing because that fixes the bread. That piece that I just took off to give challah is fixing the bread. The same applies to dimua. Dimua means that a piece of truma, which us Yisraelim cannot eat, falls into chulim. So the whole thing becomes also for us to eat. If it's one, one, if it's one percent that fell in, then I can remove one percent and, and give it to the kayin. And then everything becomes kosher. So in Mela, I took off 1% of the challah. So now I could eat it. It becomes edible. I fixed my, my, my bread, not my challah. Don't, don't confuse challah in Hebrew and challah. Okay, let's talk about bread. I just fixed my bread by taking off a piece, one, a, a 1% of it, so I could give to the kayin as his truma. Mela, ma'arbimba, it doesn't, it doesn't affect my bread. We don't look at it as a broken bread. We, looked at it, we look at it as a fixed bread. Ask the Gemara, Vatanyo dimua. Now, I just want to point out a very interesting thing also. Lahalacha. They asked, they were showing him, how did the guy forget to make challah? So they say, what happened was, he didn't forget. He took a piece of bread, put it in a box. This bread, it didn't have a shear for challah. It was too small. But he put another one, put another one. And eventually, there's so much bread that he had to take challah. And that's why he wants to be mafresh challah now. But what's in the Gehatas is very interesting. What if a woman, a wife, makes a, a cake and puts it in the freezer? And then she makes another cake and puts it in the freezer. Guess what? Eventually, your freezer is a box that's, that connects all the cakes together and is mechayiv challah on the cake. Because you're going to say cake doesn't need to bring challah. Why? Because it doesn't have the shear. But if you have enough cake in there, if your wife is a, is a baker and eventually it builds up to the shear, then you'd be chayev and chala. Just a halacha, interesting halacha. Zazig Yimara. Votanyo, kedei dimua ma'arvim lo'ibo, kedei chalosei ma'arvim lo'ibo. Now the Gemara makes a distinction. It depends why you're fixing the bread. If you're fixing the bread because truma fell into it, then it's a great fix. But if you're fixing it because of chala, you cannot use a broken bread when you fix it for chala. Says the Gemara like Hashio. Not a problem. Why? The Gemara's answer is depending how much you broke off. If you broke off a tremendous piece, you ruined the chala. But if you broke off a very small piece, then you didn't ruin the chala. What's the difference? The snan, we learned in the Mishnah, Shir Chala, it depends who is baking the bread. Since bakers bake so much, so you wouldn't make them crazy to give tremendous amounts. They give a smaller amount. A professional doesn't have to give half his profits away to, to the kayin. He gives 148th, whereas a private person gives 124th. 
So Mela, that's the difference. If you make it for yourself, even if you make if you make for your chasana or you make it for Shabbos, it doesn't matter how much you're making. It says in the Mishnah, I'm making it for 2,000 people that are coming to my wedding. You're a private citizen. Private citizen pays more. But a baker who makes it for, that's his profession. Not only a professional baker, but a woman who bakes out of her house and she sells chal in the street. Right? When we learned in the mirror uh, on Thursday night, women would bring their cakes, their chals, the stuff. Professional bakers. So, that's the distinction. If I'm a professional, so I, I only take off a minute amount for my bread, so I didn't ruin the bread. You could barely see that I took off a piece. But if I'm taking off 124th, noticeable, I ruined the bread even though I'm fixing the bread. Omar Av Chizda. The Farah Bekesom. You take a staple gun and you staple your chal together. You take a toothpick. You have a broken piece, you take a toothpick, you put it right through the two pieces, you connect them with a, with a, with a toothpick. You glue it together, you glue it back. You could use it as an Eruv. Again, if you're talking about the Svara, the problem is Eva, the problem is a fight. It's not a fight, why? Because that guy doesn't know that I brought a broken bread. When he looks, he sees he brought a whole loaf and I brought a whole loaf. You think he's going to look with a microscope to see if there's a, a toothpick or not? So in terms of fighting, there's no fight here. So Mela can make an Erev. But it says, you cannot make an Erev with a stapled up tifra. If you could tell that it's put back together with a toothpick, then it's no good. That will cause a fight. If it's unknown, it's very hard to tell. Not. Just a quick story. A Maisa Shikimatoya, maybe. It's the reverse of all the stories that I ever heard about an Esri. You know the famous story with the Rebbe, he spent, he sold his house and he bought an Esri, and his wife took the Esri and she smashed it and the pitten broke, and or the wife, it dropped, and, and the cast. Here's a reverse story. A guy bought a beautiful Esri with a pitten, and the wife, don't listen to this now, the wife says, let me see your Esri. She takes the Esri, poop, on the floor, broken pitten. But what the beautiful thing that happened was Mamish and Ace. They noticed that the, the guy, the Soicher of the Shroigim, pinned it in there with a piece of metal. So it was, it was, it was Mamish and Ace. Because she dropped it, he, was, he realized that he had a puzzle. Uh, <laughs> no, just give me the eyes. Because I'll tell you why he's doing that. Because in our days, you don't put a pin in there. You take a little crazy glue and Vaitiga Gangan. Who's going to see the pin? You find that because you find that he didn't find me. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Everybody say, next, next circus, next circus. Got to buy it from Noam. Guaranteed no pins. Anyways, there's the, I'm just bringing it up because there's a concept of knowing that it's sewed together, not knowing that it's put together. Omar Abzer and Mishmuel. Me'arvin bepas oirez. What's that? Uh, 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 David, 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 David. We don't count 11%. We count 10, 15, 20. What? what? Every day, 13.6% of the shots. Come on. Oh my gosh. 
And it's depressing because I think like it was two months ago where you said 10%. So we only got to 11% in two months. What if a guy makes bread out of rice? I have a picture. I, I didn't even believe they make such bread. Here, millet bread. There's such a thing. What if you, could you make an air of, it, it, you, it's not edible, right? Only those, the, those guys, the, the guys that eat salad all day, they could eat it. But regular human beings don't eat rice bread. Especially not in New York. <laughs> rice bread, millet bread, whole wheat, shtusim, arois. Omar Maruk v'ledimifharshali minei demar shmuel, bepas oirez marven. No, they're not in the same category. This is in fact the halacha. Rice bread, yes. Millet, not. Omer avchiyah baroven, right? And the Gemara saying before, millet is garbage. You can't, you can't make an error about a garbage. Omer avchiyah baroven, Omer rav. Ma'arvin bepas adoshim. You can make an erov out of lentil bread. It's such, such bad bread, I couldn't even find it online. Eni vahi dahave bishnei demar shmuel. Rabbi said, listen to this. There was a bread made out of lentils in the time of Shmuel. V'shadilakhalbe, it was so disgusting the humans couldn't eat it. So they said, let's let's give it to the dog. Veloy achlo, and the dog didn't even eat it. It's so terrible the dog didn't eat it. But Rabbi listen up here. Daron Kornblit, listen to this. V'shadilakhalbe, he gave it to his own dog. Shmuel had a dog. Rabbi Isai, if you have tainus on me, that have a dog. Go have a tain on Shmuel. Shmuel had a dog. It doesn't say Vishadi lekelev lekalbei to his own dog. Good. Now you can say all your excuses. It wasn't kelevra. It was outdoors. It was indoors. It wasn't a Maltese. I promise you that. It wasn't a one-pound little. By the way, it almost got eaten by a cat uh, last month. And my son took him out, and the cat jumped on it, and he had to pull it away from the cat. The cat could eat that dog. That's how small it is. Listen to this also. It's an incredible pasuk here. There's a pasuk in Yecheskel. Look in the side over here. Yecheskel, and look what it says. I need everybody to see this inside. Yecheskel, Dalid, pasuk tes. It's talking about it. Baruch was telling Yecheskel, I need you to make the most the grossest bread on the universe. That it's not edible because I need you to understand what famine is. And there's going to be a famine. And I need you to eat the worst of the worst. So, take chitin, soirim, poil, adoshim, take all the lentils, take all that stuff, throw it in there. The doichan, kusmin, all the chamesh saminim, v'nasatam oisim bekli echod, put it in one vessel, v'osis oisim l'cho, l'lechem, mispara yorash, at the shoichev al-tzidcho, sholosh meyoiz, v'tishim yoim techlenu. More than a year. 390 days you need to eat this bread. Okay. So what is this bread? This is a terrible, terrible bread that Kashbaruchu told Yecheskel to eat. Says Taisvis. So what does that have to do with Shmuel? Shmuel wanted to taste what Kashbaruchu told Yecheskel to eat. So he took the recipe, he took the chitim and the kusman and the poil and the lentils and that, he made a bread. It was so terrible that even his dog couldn't eat it. But it's not lentil bread. The point of the Gemara is it's not lentil bread that Shmuel made. It was lentil and pugel and, 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 and seven other ingredients, whatever it was. So memelo is disgusting. Okay. 
So somebody sent me today, and I'm, I'm very appreciative of this. I like when people send me things before. After it really hurts me that I didn't have it. But Baruch Hashem, this guy, Daniel Feintuch from Cleveland. I love Cleveland. My partner, Bensi Friedman, is in Cleveland right now looking, at, looking after our property. So he sends me this thing. You're not going to believe it. They sell it in Target. Rabbi Isai, you know what an Amaritz is? This is an Amaritz. What do we just describe? Look what it says. Where is this Pasuk? Yecheskel Dalid, Perik Dalid, Pasuk Tes. There's a bread they sell in Target called Eskil 4.9. You believe it? And it has all this garbage in it. I'm going to read it to you. As described in the Holy Scriptures, take on every bread it says right over here. Right over here. Take also unto thee wheat and barley, beans and lentils and millets and spelt and put them in one vessel and make bread of it. Rabbi Sam, it's, it's disgusting. Hakash Baruch is telling you it's disgusting. And they made a company out of this. This Amaritz made a company. And he's making millions from Amaratzas. All right, I thought it's amazing. Fascinating. Yishkoyach, Daniel. It's even worse than you thought. It is cooked in feces, human feces. They took feces and they made coals out of it. Just to give it an extra geschmack of flavor. <laughs> somebody should, that's unbelievable. Unreal. This is Mamish and Amaritz of Amaritz. If somebody told him what's going on here, he might, he found the Pasuk. It's in scripture, sir. It's in scripture. Yeah. Did you read the rest of the Pasuk? 390 days. Why? Okay. Anyway. Soya Zahadam is kill bread. Soya Zahadam. It's mamish in the feces of Adam. To gena leineim. Okay. If this is like you're telling me in the pasuk, it says there's so many different ingredients. So why are you calling it sa'irim? It's not just barley. It's lentils as well. It's all this other stuff as well. You don't read the word vuugas sa'irim. Rather, what we it means to say shiurim. In other words. That even Yecheskel couldn't eat and satiate himself. He had to eat small portions of it to feel the hunger. Rapapa Omar, no, Sairim, again, like we had yesterday, when you play with the word, there's always going to be somebody that says, I don't like, well, the word says Sairim, what do you Shiurim? Okay, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll roll with you and I have a different shot. It does say Sairim, okay. When you you know how women braid the bread and they make the challah beautiful? That's for wheat bread, but not lowly barley bread. So they just made plumps. They plumped it down. It was like a little, uh. So it looked bad. It tasted bad. It was made on coals that I don't want to even say what they were. And it was all in all really bad. Says the Elegim Mishnah. Daf pe aleph on aleph on the bottom. Nois and Adam, ma'al achenveni ulenachtoim. Kidei, she zakeloi eruv. A person could give money to a chenveni. A chenveni is somebody that sells wine in a mavui, says Rashi. In other words, the mission is going in all cases. Wine in a mavui, nachtim is a baker in a mavui. Okay. Kedei shizakeloi erov. I could give him money so that he could be zoicha for me in an erov. Devere Vachachamim Oyrim, Loi Zachu, Loi Ma'oisov. 
What is the machlokes? What is going on here? So, as the Gemara explains, Rabbi Echner holds mois enum koinos. You cannot make a kinyan with money. So if I go into the store and I give the guy money for something, it's not mine until I do hagba, meshicha, kinyan suda, chalipin, whatever. But not money. So if a guy gives money to the store owner and he tells him, listen, you know, my friends are coming tomorrow and they, they're going to buy bread for the Erev. If they come, I want to be part of it. Put me in there. Here's a dollar. Put me in there. The problem is, mois ain't on kainos. Okay, so he wasn't kaina. But the owner is going to do it on himself. He's going to give it to him for free. He's going to be mezakim. No, 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 no. That doesn't work. You know why? Because he paid money. That means he's showing with his mind that he wants to buy it. And you can't buy bread. You can't buy bread that they didn't even buy tomorrow. Forget about today. It's happening tomorrow. So his Kenyan wasn't chal. And to do another Kenyan, I can't believe it. Yaakov Rosedale is on. Unbelievable. Okay. And now I could come back to Israel. Basimcha. Geshmak. Yaakov, Shalom Aleichem. Anybody see Fischl, by the way? I haven't seen Fischl. I saw him uh, two days ago, but uh, he's around? Maybe it's late for him. You know what? It's very late. That's what it is. Okay, so here what's going on here. Ruvain tried to buy, buy into the air with money, but cash cannot buy you in. And if the owner of the store is a nice guy and he's going to put Ruvain in for free, it also doesn't work. Why? Because Ruvain showed us that he's not interested in any freebies, explains Rashi. He's interested in paying money, and money doesn't work. That's Chachamim. And now we're going to turn to Dafpei Aleph, 80 Daf into Erevin, in memory of my mother, Shendelbad, Aaron Hirsch, and Bracha, by her son, Dr. Alan Listhaus, the Tzaddik, and sponsored by the Austin and Tobias grandchildren, Lili Nishmas, Arababi, Zissel, Baz, Chaim. She was zoichet to see Five generations, unbelievable. Five generations of Shemir Torah Mitzvahs. Umoidim b'shar kol adam Now, any other person, have you ever gone to your neighbor, hey, do you have an extra roll for Shalosh Shudas? Here's, here's a dollar? It never happens. So Mamela, any other person besides a chenveni could be mezaka for you. They could do a zchir for you. Now, if you tell, if Ruven tells the store owner, I don't want to buy this, I'm giving you a dollar so that you're my shliach, that you do it for me, that's fine. But if he's trying to buy the Erev, that's no good. Because Erev only works with the das of the person and by a chenveni, there's no das. Omer Yehuda. And we had this yesterday. Omer Yehuda. Medvar Mamurim So some of this, we're going to have this is in the Mishnah. I pointed it out. That's the Pe'alaf on the base. And actually the Gemara brings the Gemara that we had yesterday as well. And see how it fits in. But we already did it. It's going to be much easier for us. Omer Yehuda. Medvar Mamurim Tchumen. This whole thing that you need das is when it comes to Tchum. Again, why? Because the tchum is chavinloi. 
Oh, I see Reb Fischl. Actually, in my screen, he's right next to me. He's so close to me that I didn't even notice that he's there. So, a tchum is a chayv. Why? Because when I put a challah somewhere away from somebody's house, I'm saying he could only go in the direction of the challah and 2,000 amas from the challah. But he loses the, the 2,000 amas on the other direction of his house. So there's something good about it. He could get to another city, but he can't go anywhere past his backyard on the other direction. So it's bad. In a way it's bad and in a way it's good. So Mela, it, this halacha that you need his das only applies by tchum, says Rabbi Yehuda. Now is Rabbi Yehuda arguing or Rabbi Yehuda is explaining? We'll see in the Gemara. Since Erev Chatseris is only good, it's only beneficial for a person that he should be able, him and his family could carry out into the backyard and sheer backyards and everything. So therefore, I don't need his das. Lefi, as the famous concept in all of the Torah, if I want to do good for someone else, I, I want to be kind of a present, a piece of hefker, I find a diamond in the street, I could say, this is for my good friend so-and-so. But I can't do something negative for him when, he's, when he doesn't give me permission. Says the Gemara, my time in the Rebbe Lezer, Holy Moshach. Why does the Tanakhama say that if he pays for, for an Eruv? He goes over to the, to the baker and says, Here's a dollar, I want to be part of the Eruv. Rebbe Lezer says, It's okay. Holy Moshach, he didn't do a Kenyan. And we know you have to do a Kenyan. Omer of Nachman, Omer of Baravo. Aso, Rebbe Lezer, Arba, Prokim Bashono. So, as we're going to see in a second. Bottom line is, the Gemara is going to say at the end, like we explained, money is kaina. Money is kaina. Just Chacham said, it's not kaina. Why? Because if you say money is kaina, then a person that's the seller is not going to be careful with the product. I buy something from you. Now, if it becomes the buyer's, then if there's a fire, then the seller wouldn't care. He's going to tell, eh, I'm not going to save it. Why should I risk my life? Now that it's not the buyers, it's the seller, he'll risk his life, says Rashi, over it. Yips or nafshu? Okay, it's exera. But midaraisa, money is good. According to Rabbi Yochanan, Rishlokish, the famous Machlokis, Rishlokish says, no, money is not kind of midaraisa, the opposite. Okay, so what's this Arab prokin business? Says Rashi, that the four times of the year that people go crazy over meat, they need meat, and even people that can't afford it, they spend money on meat. And that's Erev Yontif. What are the Erev Yontif? Says Rashi. Erev Yontif Erishin Shal Pesach, right before Pesach. Erev Yontif Shal and before Simchas Torah. Erev Rosh Hashanah, and right before Rosh Hashanah. Erev Yontif Achim Shal Chag, and... A shvuah, sorry, that is what I say. Yeah, tzeres a shvuah. Very beyond the achim shel chag and the simchas Torah. Very beyond makipurim bagalil. Thank you, menachem mateh. Now, there's a fifth one. Says Rashi, if you're very super makbed on all these suddes, very beyond kipper. So you go and you buy uh, meat if you live in Gol. Now, what happened to erev sukkas? No mention of erev sukkas. Says Taisus beautifully. Oymer Rebbe Natam. Listen to this. We know people are going crazy the last minute buying the lulav, the esrig, the dalmin, and putting it together in the kaishalach, building the sukkah. 
I just realized now, not when I was preparing, just realized now. I was, when I was a caterer, there was a West Niles virus flying around Chicago. So I bought a, a tarp, like a, a, a mesh thing that the Gdolim said you could put it over your sukkah so that mosquitoes don't come into the sukkah. So on top of the sukkah, one hour before sukkahs, and the phone rings. I'll never forget this. I'm on top of my sukkah balancing. Phone rings. I thought it's my father or something. It's a woman. Shalom Aleichem. Yeah, hi. My son's bar mitzvah is right before Pesach. Official, you, you understand this. I wanted to know, for dessert, could I have the black hat? I'm like, uh, Rebetzin, it's right before Yontif. And I, no, 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 no. It's only going to take a few minutes. I know, but I'm on top of my... Listen, I, I don't understand why you're being rude to me. I, I just want to know, could you switch the thing? Unbelievable. Anyway, fine. Official, am I exaggerating? You know what I'm talking about? But in Baltimore, it's a little different, maybe. You, you, have, you probably has 25 mices that will undo that. Fine. So, Erev Yantif, you're busy with the sukkah. You're putting on the thing. You're doing the... What? I usually tell them, I have a bris that day. I can't do, do that job. <laughs> I know, but Fischl, did they ever bother you a minute before Yontif? Like, I'm nothing. Like, why, why can't you wait six months to talk to me about the dessert? Why does it have to be now? Like, and she tells me, I promise you, she says, you know, I'm all done cooking for Yontif. Like, she didn't have to. There's other people in the world besides her. She's all done. Mimela, now she has the time to, to, to hack the caterer about dessert. Unreal. Fine. But I like that, Fischl. I like it. Zogti Gemara. Uh, yeah. Listen to this. You could force a butcher to shecht an animal for you. What does that mean? Even if you put a down payment on the ox, on the, on the cow, one thousandth, one thousandth of its value, you go to the butcher, you say, here's a dinner, I would like to participate, I would like to buy a little piece of meat, for Pesach. She says, great, he takes his dinner. It turns out that the guy sells and sells and sells, and when it comes to this poor guy's portion, he doesn't have anybody to sell to. So what, he's going to shecht an entire animal for this guy that gave me one, one thousandth of a cow? She says, bye-bye. She says, no, I'm going to force you to shecht the animal. You figure out what to do with the rest. Why? Because it's the four special days. It's the four days that it, there's a lot of pressure to get meat. So we have to understand what exactly happened. He made a Kenyan. He didn't make a Kenyan. All he did is he gave him a, a, a lousy dinner. What if the animal dies? So you know who's up a creek? The poor guy. That guy loses his dinner. Why? Because the animal that he was a partner in, he was a partnership in the animal. It died. It's an Avela. So he gets nothing out of it. Wait a minute. But this guy that gave a dinner never did Meshicha. You have to make a Kenyan, and it's, he was only kind of with money. Omar Avhuna Bishamashach, you're right. It's talking about that he did, he did give it a little schlep. Yachi, remember, we learned you pull it, or if it's an elephant, you make it go on top of a, whatever it is, whatever you do. Or maybe that's Agba, something else. Okay. Well, if you're telling me it's talking about a situation where you did Mashiach, so then it has to flow with the rest of the Mishnah. Bishayim Mashashana Enukain. The rest of the year, you can't force anybody to shecht anything. 
So if he gave a down payment for his meat, and then the animal dropped dead, that's the loss of the butcher. Amai homoshach. Why is the loss of the butcher? You just told me he did Mashiach. He did Mashiach. What's the difference? What part? Are, what time of the year it is? Omar Shmuel by Yitzchok loylo Mishloi Moshach. We're talking about there's no Mashiach. Hachavai skinon b'shezikeloi ayidei acher. Okay. So the butcher told, let's say, his son, make a kinyan in this animal for someone. Do it for some for somebody else, and we'll see. So what's the difference? When this poor person who typically doesn't eat meat, it's a big schus for him to have meat. He wants the meat. He's really dying to have meat now in those four days. He's, his assets go down in value. Now he has a loss in the bank. He doesn't want to eat meat on a Tuesday night. It's not good for him. I, he wanted it, but it's not really good for him. So, therefore, we're not there yet. We're getting there. What's, what does it have to do with our Yechanan, Here's the pshat. It says Rabbi Yechanan in the name of Rabbi Yechanan. When it comes to the four special days, they said, Chacham said, listen, we're going back to the original halacha. The original halacha is money makes a kinyan. Why did they say that money is not coining? You have to actually make a maizen and a mashikah? So, as we said before, we were concerned. A guy is going to buy a bunch of wheat. Where is he going to store it? In the silo somewhere. Then comes a fire. The guy says, bye-bye. I got my money. I have no interest in risking my life to save that wheat. But if the money doesn't do anything and there's a fire, he's going to be moiser's nefesh. Unbelievable. Moiser nefesh, literally. To, to, to make sure that, that the wheat doesn't get burnt. What about money? Well, he has the guy's money. So what if the money gets burnt? Well, money, says Tysus, you don't really put in the aliyah, you put in the ground. Different theories. Okay. Umaydim bishar. Oh, so, so what does that have to do with our sugya? And the same thing by Eruv. When it came to Eruv, chachamim went away from the, the new halacha that you need to do, Meshicha, because And they said, Why? The thing of Eruv. So the Maida, uh, uh, you cannot go to a baker and tell him, here's a dollar, because the baker, you can't be kind of bread from a baker with money. But other people, yes. Who are these other people? Omar Rav, there's no machlekes here. Rav and Shmuel agree. Bal habayis. Just a regular average man. V'chein Omar Shmuel bal habayis. Domar Shmuel loishanu elo nachtan. Aval habal habayis, koina. Okay. Why? Once again. Because people typically don't pay for bread. If they borrow a couple slices of bread from their neighbor, they're not going to pay them. So if I give my neighbor money, it's that he should be my shliach, he should do, my, he should do the job for me. But not because I'm buying into the bread. Shmuel says, this only applies to money. We all are familiar during the chuppah, or like uh, right before the chuppah, you do Kenyan Sudr. The chasen lifts up the thing. I even I found a beautiful picture here, very interesting. Here's a chasen lifting up a handkerchief, and it says on the handkerchief, if you look closely, it says Kenyan Sudr. Kenyan Sudr. I go like this. 
money is not kaina. But if I go like this with, a, with anything, even something that's worth less than the, the money, or less than, the kinyan, less than my wife that I'm buying, or whatever it is, I'm kaina, so to speak, it, it works. That's the way you do it. It's chalipin. It's a way of doing chalipin. So Shmuel says, this whole halacha, that I can't give money to the baker, that's great. But if I gave, we did some sort of transaction with a handkerchief, then it works. What if he tells the baker, I want you to make an Eru for me? Forget about Zakeli. Zakeli means I want to buy into the bread. But he didn't say I want to buy. He says, I want you to make an Eru for me. That's perfect. So the Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda that this whole thing only applies when it's a chayv by a erev tchumen, but not by eruv chatzeres. everywhere, all over eruv. In Hilchas in the home sechta of eruv. From Baghdad said, What? Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda? That if you have a Mavoy, that the Lechi blew away in a storm, you could still carry there? There's no Mavoy. What? Just because there was one minute of a, of a Lechi? And that's what Rabbi Yehuda says. No, 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 no. I said it in Hilchas Erevin. Not in Mesechta Seirevin. In Hilchus Erevin, over there, Lechem Kair has to do with the Mechitza, not with the Eruv. If you tell me that Lechem is like Rabbi Yehuda, that means somebody argues on Rabbi Yehuda. And this is the Sugi that we had yesterday. Whenever Rabbi Yehuda says these words, and Emosai, so in our mission it says, top of the Amad, two lines down. What are we talking about? In other words, he's coming to explain the Tana right before him. So if so, what does Shmuel say? Oh, that looks like Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yudah is only explaining. He's not a saying a shita. Says the Gemara, well, let me throw it back at you. What, there's no machlagis? And this is what we had yesterday. If new customers come into the Mavi, new residents, you make an air for them. And you must notify them. What do you have to notify? According to Rebuda, you don't have to notify. According to Rebuda, I'm a Zakah. It's a schos. Zachan la'adam shaloi b'fanav. I don't have to notify anybody. I just do it for them. It's great for them. So you see, there is a machlaikas. Says the Gemara, awesome. B'chatzah shabayin shnei mavayt. Over there we're talking about a case of a chatzah that has... Two options, and you're taking away his option. By you making him a mavoy to the right, that means he can't go to the left. He can't go to the left. You took away his option. That, that's already a chayv. That's like a, a tchum. You can only go that direction. You can't go that. Says the Gemara, how could that be? In other words, in the Mishnah over here, there's no machlaikis. The only, there's only machlaikis. I'm sorry. When there's a mavoy, there's two mavoys, there's no machlaikis. But Rav Shizzi says, there is a machlaikis. Chalukim al-Rabiudah. says the Gemara, one line over here on top of Pei Bezim Adalev. Gavra, Gavra Karamas. You're asking me a question from one Amara to another Amara. Mar Sovar, Pligi. Shmuel holds, there is a machlaikis between Rabiudah and Chacham. Umar Sovar, Rabbi Shubin Levi, who says that Rabiudah is just coming to explain the Chachamim. You're right. He holds, there's no machlaikis. 
It's just a machlokes amaraim whether there's a machlokes or not. So don't ask me one question. On Shmuel, Shmuel could argue with Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel argues with Shmuel, and there's a Shiloh whether or not Rabbi Huda argues. Have a wonderful, wonderful day tomorrow, Mitzvah Hashem, at two o'clock Chicago time. Amen. Noam. Noam, is out of control. Oh, Bernard, Bernard, I, I, I got, I got your video. It's beautiful, beautiful stuff. Yeah, it was very good. It was excellent, actually. Is it really? Ooh, I didn't even print it. Yeah, I should have. I should have printed it immediately. That's what happened. Some of these emails get lost. Basically, he said, he said, I'll, I'll just tell you guys. He said that he was, he was in his sukkah, but he said he told his wife, I have to go do the daf. So he went inside the house to get his gemara, and he realized that the, the stove was on fire or something. Like, they left the pot on. And that, so because he went in to learn the daf, he saved his house. Why is that not the Friday morning shoe? That is the Friday morning shoe. You just know. You just you just put me in a hole. You don't understand. I, I already I already switched my flight. I'm going after Shabbos. I'm already in that one sentence. I'm like, okay, cancel next. I, I just made a, I just made a chesh. <laughs> what happened? And there's a show. Regular. So what time is Motzi Shabbos? I don't know what time are they. What time is the shiurim? What time is Motzi Shabbos? Yeah. But what time is Motzi Shabbos? So, so could we do 7.30 just to give me like uh, time to, to open up my printer and everything? I don't know. What, I'm doing one of these Noam things. I don't know how legal it is halachically, but I'm, I'm doing it. I'm trying it out. No, to show up in Eretz Yisrael at 12 something in the afternoon.
Rabbi says, just um, you should know, like, it was like crazy when I, when I kept on telling Yol to put his mask on and this and that. No, it's a, it's a direct flight. It's a direct flight. You don't know what happened. I, I managed to have a car to to my wife. I was going to take a flight tomorrow morning, Chicago time, and spend my entire day in Newark Airport until, you know, running... Not, I, I didn't even know... The, the, the my wife realized that the United Direct flight, which is always empty anyway, because it's a brand new flight, it was a mistake on their thing. They showed that it shows up at 1.30. It really shows up at 12.30. So once I knew that I had that extra hour, a little bit of... I said, why should I go to New York and waste my whole day there? I could give a shear in Chicago before I even fly and then go. So it, cha- it was a game changer. Plus, it's a cheaper flight. It's a direct flight. It's unbelievable. I can't hear what? The upgrades, the upgrades are, are 700 bucks to business. Really? How does he, what, he flies a lot, Avi? No, they'll, they'll never give you business for no reason. No, I don't know who he is. But, but, but where, where's Avi Mandelbaum? You know, Rabbi said you should give Avi Mandelbaum a very hard time. Mr. Always there, the first one. Well, because he goes on a little vacation, he doesn't have to be here. Because it's one o'clock in the morning, he shouldn't be learning Torah. You guys should give him a hard time. Don't let him off the hook. That's right. Oh, of course I know how Victor Horowitz is. I know how Victor Horowitz, yeah. Who told you? Until you don't see me in Eretz Yisrael, you don't know what's happening. Gedalia, hold your breath. <laughs>